Okay, welcome back to the Magic Xylophone Enthusiast Podcast. We're still calling that. We uh, are. Calling it that. I'm Mark. I'm Paul. Um, and we are, uh, yeah, we're, we're sporadically updating as our, our lives have deteriorated. We, we realized we're not getting paid for this, and so when rent started to build up, we decided... Yeah, why don't, why don't we do like some things in our lives that make money? Make money, right. Like, yeah. I, I realized you people aren't paying to listen to this. Yeah, um, if, if you guys, you know, tip me 20% at the end, like at my normal job, yeah, it would be different, but, uh... Are we charging anything? Because 20% is zero. <laughs> that's still... It's still not very good. Let's get, like, me undies to spot. That would be so much fun. Dollar I Shave would, Club. I would kill for a Dollar Shave. If, like, if they would... FanDuel, everyone! If they would pay for my FanDuel <laughs> membership every week, or, like, gave me, like, a $10 coupon to FanDuel... Yeah. I'd be all about that. I would talk about how much I love FanDuel, but I don't yet, because they don't pay me. So I, I don't love them. No idea what FanDuel is. <laughs> you were in a, a fantasy football league with me when I first met you. <laughs> Yeah, uh, do you remember how I performed in that like league? Zero and fifteen or yeah, something. Yeah, like I didn't do very well. Uh, halfway through the season, somebody asked me why I hadn't changed out my uh, my bye week players, and I was like, "What is the first thing that you said? I don't know what that means." Yeah, and yeah. then also the second, uh, the words I understand individually the 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 English words you've used, but in sequence. They make no sense. <laughs> there's, a, there's a Simpsons episode where Lisa sees that on like a, a, like a movie. Side. Oh, yeah, yeah, there, oh is. God, there is. That's like, where I stole that from. It's like I'm some sure, film yeah. festival, and she's like, I've seen all those words, but that sentence doesn't make sense. Yeah, but, it's uh, like, together, it's, they don't make any it's sense. It's some dumb British comedy troupe or something like that. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's such a weird, obscure poll. Yeah, but... Because um, um, this is a Simpsons podcast, and that's what everything has to do with. And that's basically all my humor. So, uh, yeah, I probably stole it from The Simpsons. I, uh, I do love that when I, like, drop a Simpsons reference and people don't know it's a Simpsons reference and I seem like a comedy deity. Yeah, and they're like, wow, that wow. was so clever. And you're like, nope, you just don't make friends with salad. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the, once again, I, I've said it four times a day for 40 years now or whatever. So, um, so yeah, uh, we, uh, we apologize for the delays and uh, getting our... Our, our, our content out there. But also, we kind of don't apologize. Hey, I, was like, I don't, don't put words in my mouth. I don't like, apologize for having a Sorry, life. you know, like, sorry that I'm not sorry kind of thing. Um, also, so, I hate that sentence. Sorry, not sorry. No, I love it because it I love saying it, it, it like it that. It does validate sorry, not being sorry. the worst person on mm-hmm, the planet. Mm-hmm. Like, it suddenly gives permission to just be terrible. Yeah, that one and uh, the, uh, well, I'm sorry you feel that way. There's, which is, there's, which is I, I do use it at work. There, you there's know, that with, like, one. Customers. And, and there's the, uh, I mean, blah, 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 blah. Have you heard yeah, that? I that, mean, like, that kind of broached yeah. the common yeah. speaking patterns. And of there's got to be, and there's usually like some, like, I mean, I hate white cream in my, like, whatever. Almost <laughs> always, like, comes with a tinge of alcohol fry uh, with it. Yeah, you know, yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah. yeah. And you're like, oh, you, you, your growth, your mental growth stunted. Wouldn't you, Somewhere around 14. I, I would love to hear the phrase, I mean, followed by some kind of mathematical proof. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know? mean... I know. mean, the quadratic formula proves it. Yeah. You know? like, <laughs> I'm like, whoa! You're just like, paradoxically, you know, you're like, whoa, hold, hold up. You actually back that up with something? Um, Great. Uh, yeah, so uh, this week... Lemon of Troy! We're doing. Which we brought up, I think, almost every week since this podcast started. Yeah, we're like, yeah, one of these days we're going to do Living in Troy. It's a, I, I was talking with another friend of mine who's a big Simpsons fan. It is a Simpsons episode that people who love The Simpsons love, and people who are moderately familiar with The Simpsons don't have that weird appreciation for. Yeah. Like, it's such a fan service episode because it is parodying Simpsons concepts. Yeah. You know, like... Oh, we're going to parody Bart as a major character. I have his name here. It's Shelby something or other. Yeah. And, and and in order to parody Bart, you have to have a concept of who Bart is. Yeah. And so it, it is one of the first... The bad boy of, 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 of Shelby Bell instead. You know? you know, yeah. And, but the idea that, like, to have a show that is... We always talk about this kind of... And that The Simpsons have such a, a mainstay of characters... Yeah. That you're like, oh, I know who Mo is. I know who Professor Frank is without even giving any basic underlying to the character in the beginning of the episode. Yeah. Like, I, I know for, the, for a fact Frank is in the first two minutes of this episode. He's yep. like just a major character right out the get-go. There's no context of who he is. Yeah. They assume you know who Frank is. Yeah. And this episode is even playing into that idea. 
Like, they, they expect you to know who Milhouse is as a character and a trope in order for you to meet Shelbyville Milhouse. Yeah. And appreciate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, imagine the dedication. I can't Well, think it's of... the same thing as, like, if you picked up Seinfeld at the Bizarro Seinfeld episodes, where there's, like, Bizarro Jerry and Bizarro Kramer, and, and like, you'd be like, I don't... Yeah, this is funny, but, like, I don't... You can't fully appreciate why Bizarro George is so funny. Why there's right. four exact characters that she's found, or three more exact men or whatever that she's found to run around with yeah. that are exactly the same as her friends, but just a little different. I, yeah. and, and off the top of your head, can you think of any major sitcom shows? I'm talking It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Big Bang Theory, where they have done this reverse character trope. Uh, I, I, you know, it's almost that parallel universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Community kind of did it. They have a great alternate timeline episode, and they they dabble in this. And I, I guess I'm trying to think: of, is there a show you can think of that overtly is like, oh, these other characters are are parodies of our main characters? I, 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 I like what I don't. I can't. Not off the top of my head. I know other people have done it. You know, yeah. they just. Yeah, of course they've done it, but um, the, the parallel universe trope is is a trope for a reason. Yeah, Futurama has Futurama's a great got one, right? But I mean, like, but but even then, that episode does not require you to know who these tropes are because they, they bring the characters in who they're parodying. Yeah, like, they straight up bring in a fake groundskeeper Willie in this episode. They have the lady groundskeeper Willie for like yeah. a, a cutaway joke. Yeah, that joke requires dedication to the show. And this is and this is. Far enough in because it's, yeah, it's like season, season six. Seven the, the, or it's it's season the, the last six episode or seven. of season six, I yeah. think, is what it is. Oh yeah. So it's um. No no no! It's the episode before who shot Mr. Burns. Oh okay. Part one. So it wow. is. Wow. It is on it on the tail of a hugely like committal episode. Too. Yeah. Too. Like yeah. they are the Simpsons are expecting you to be you are a, a fan service dedicated member in season six of the show. Well, and I don't remember watching this episode specifically as a first run but i do remember watching uh who shot mr burns first run I and i remember it being like the thing that people talked about all summer you know yeah. it was like yes. man it was you know it was like you you could you back when you would just talk about it in front of like the mortal Kombat machine or whatever because there was no real you know you're not like on the internet Frankly, you're just eating candy like on a street corner basically was how you existed but between like the the who shot mr burns and breaking bad i can't recall a tv show in my lifetime that had that same cultural oh my god what's happening the beginning of next season yeah like well, I, I mean i think the game of thrones captures it a little bit oh no but like that's like a that's a 10 plus year gap like oh, yeah, culturally yeah. i can't think of another show where we were like oh my god what's happening next week next year right on Lost, like, come on! Even Lost is not was not to the same caliber as Game of Thrones, Breaking Bad. Or, no, no, or no. Who shot Mr. Burns? You had to, uh, yeah, because you had to be super into Lost, and like, I I wasn't into Lost at the time, and I remember being even like smug about it because I was like, I kind of got into Lost towards the very end, and I was like, there's too much going on here. I don't think you guys are gonna get satisfied completely <laughs> by the end. And then they weren't, and I was like, see? <laughs> Did I ever bring up my Lost aspect for this show? Have I ever talked about Lost in my family? I don't think so. So my parents were all into Lost. Like, they loved it. And so me being a teenager revolutionist, I was like, fuck Lost. I have nothing I've to never, do with it. Never but watch. my grandparents, who were in their 80s, loved Lost. Loved it until, until they died. And my grandmother even said... Oh, I won't die until I find out what happens on Lost. <laughs> Which is such a, like, like amazing like resolution thing to say. Yeah. And probably disappointing for her in the end. Yeah. Like, oh, it just fuck. Same, <laughs> you know, like, like, <laughs> feeling your last few heartbeats, like no, that wasn't. There was like uh, a maybe like a three five year window between them passing and, and the end of Lost. And I guarantee they wish they'd thought of like, oh, black president. That's the yeah. thing we're, that's the measure we're looking for. Not, yeah. not. <laughs> the only thing I had like that, I mean, I when I was very young, the original run of Dallas was on, mm -hmm. and it was this the one that the parody of Who Shot Mr. Burns was, uh, Who Shot Jr. Mm -hmm. That's the original. That's the joke of Who that Shot Mr. Burns. Him. Yeah, and um, I remember them being like, you know, like. With my grandparents, who watched no TV besides like 
Hee Haw and Saturday Night Live. Right. Like, they have no interest besides, like, the Lawrence Welk show. And it was, you know, the talk of the year or whatever. And then we found out, and I I think it was also disappointing then. I, I, don't, I wasn't into it because I was, like, six years old or something, you know? Do we do... What are we going to do? Who, how do we handle Who Shot Mr. Burns? Because I would love to talk about that pairing. Are we going to do it as a pairing of episodes? Like, there is no... Yeah, there's no way to, like... Figure find something in the future. Episodes. No, there isn't because they never. But done, I mean, they've do never they done do anything something like else? Do they pair another couple of episodes so the, that the, way? The closest I can think of off the off the cuff is they they later on did a thing where they were saying, "Is Ned Flanders going to find uh, a new wife?" And they uh, let they let the public decide, quote unquote, because uh-huh. uh, I don't believe anything about the internet. Fill in nope. the answer we want, and we'll we'll write it in three it's months. Always later. Adolf Hitler. Um. So. Uh, that was the closest I could think, but I do love the the cult to discuss the cultural ramifications of who shot Mr. Burns because I was young, but I remember sitting around the table talking. We'll cross that when we get to it. I don't know what I would pair it with yet, honestly. Yeah. Uh, but I would love to because I think it should is. Pair it with the Who Shot Jr. episodes. We'll just like watch oh, it Dallas. Like, and be like, this is notably Dallas. less funny <laughs> yeah. than The Simpsons. Not, not nearly as awesome. This is not as enjoyable. Yeah. Well, let's go back to so we're doing Lemon of Troy today. Which I, you and I both bonded over at the moment we knew we loved The Simpsons. This is such a yep. Simpsons enthusiast episode. There's a lemon behind that rock. Yeah, there's like li- there's like little clues, and you'll drop into conversation, and somebody will be like, "Wait a second. and like shake hot, stupider like a fox. Yeah, yeah this like, episode. This yeah. is such a quotable. Yeah, it's, episode it's, for Simpsons. This is the Simpsons fan episode, I would say. Yeah, yeah. Right, like, yeah. Like if I think if I think Simpsons fans talking about Simpsons episode, I guarantee Lemon of Troy comes up at at the top at this, least. This somewhere. one, and I also think uh, uh, Kate Fear is a sideshow Bob episode, yep. which I want. I, I, I'm saving on the back burner for a friend who wants to talk about that specifically. But there are when it comes to the, the classic Golden Age Simpsons, I, I really Lemon of Troy. Yeah. Is so it's like it's obvious we're just gonna sit here and gush over it. We but, are. Uh, we are going to because we're gonna watch perfect. it and we're gonna gush over it and then that's gonna be it. And and uh, I don't know what else. I don't have anything else to say about how excited I am to do this. Yeah, episode. no, like this is this was great. It's a brilliant episode. Yeah, and we also have to uh, we have to uh, awkwardly stream it off some weird European server. No, no, we, uh, we paid money because we're a legitimate. <laughs> we paid. Uh, we, we, uh, I use my FX account. Um, anyway, so, uh, edit that part out. I'm not gonna edit that part out. Alright, we'll be back shortly. That's a, that's a trope now, is saying we're gonna edit stuff out. Stay with <laughs> I was like, I was gonna say I'm gonna edit out the, we'll be back shortly, because I would never say that in life, but, no, uh, why, would, <laughs> why the hell would I say that? Who says that in real life? Just, just hit stop while I'm talking. It's gonna be fun. It'll make a great cut. The Good. That was great. That's a great episode. Yeah, that's it's, my favorite, like, casual watching episode. Yeah? Yeah. It's it's certainly up there with me. I think, uh, I think as far as, like, jokes per minute quality, I think Homer at the Bat is funnier for me. Yeah. I, I think this is a great episode because the story arc is better than Homer at the Bat. Yeah. So between... I could I could agree with you on both counts there. Uh, I, I forget the name. The, the one where... Marge catches Bart stealing the shoplifting one. Yeah, Marge be not proud. Marge be not proud has a stronger heart than right. this one, and Homer at the Bat is inherently funnier. Yeah, but I think as far as walking that the story arc per joke rate, yeah, this is a great sitcom episode because the the story doesn't require that much commitment. Yeah, or or uh, understanding. It is tr- 
city versus city rivalry, which is pretty well understood, right? Like we talked yeah. about it like a week ago about the Dallas Houston kind of rivalry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That inherent city rivalry, everyone can latch onto immediately. Yeah, you know, and I, I think that is the the strength of this episode. Plus, I mean, as we talked about in the intro, the 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 the, the width of the the Simpsons commentary they can do in this episode. Yeah. Like they're okay, so there's this huge montage in the third act as Bart is escaping the Shelby Villains. Yeah. And they pass Joe's Tavern. Yeah. With, which is only funny to Simpsons fans. Yeah, because and it's got uh, essentially Mo with a different haircut outside right. smoking. With a mullet. And with then, a mullet. Like, and and then a lady groundskeeper Willie uh-huh. who yells some weird intelligible scar- Scottish yeah, gibberish. You, you, you sidewalk surfing something whatever right. yeah like huh? but that that's not funny until you know that it is commenting on yeah willie if you actually laugh at that on its on its own without knowing who willie is you might just be like a simpleton watching tv yeah you, you, know? you enjoy like, other ah, ethnics i like <laughs> watching tv the pretty colors but know? like but even okay so they and have, then there's the, the the other asian store yeah it's, it's like a clearly a like a korean shopkeeper yeah, like, which is the, the, with the exact of, same kind of like quickie it might it might even be a quickie mart they sell like, fud beer yeah fud come beer, on yeah. that's that's so yeah it, it intentionally don't they, uh, isn't FUD kind of a recurring theme throughout a lot of, uh, don't they, uh, in the one where he meets Lurleen Lumpkin and he's driven out of town because he was in that fight with Marge. Oh, he, does he drink FUD? I think that's FUD. Because I know he drinks Doof. He drinks Doof as like, As yeah. a fake beer that Mo makes up with the umlaut over the U during the, the... Yeah, the, Oktoberfest or whatever. But. No, it's the, um, it's the one with, uh... Mulder and Scully, the X Files. Oh yeah, something better than Duff. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, I, I finally oof. broke the bank. Let me buy something fancy. And yeah, he, and he and he does that. So that's good. But, yeah, uh, no, I'm pretty sure it's Fud, and uh, we don't serve Duff. We serve Fud though, and he drinks that one. And he's right. like, hmm, you know, not bad or whatever. And uh, he drinks a bunch of Fud beer. That, and, uh, that would I make be- I believe that would make sense because they they are a little above re-referencing inside jokes in right. The Simpsons. Yeah. So having them drinking FUD in the background is fine. Yeah. But I bet they have a moral high ground about overtly referencing something they've Yeah, done. like we're not going to make a point to like pour me, pour me another FUD or something like no, that. You no, know? like they, that they're, they're yeah. above that in a weird way. Yeah, it's an Easter egg for, yeah. uh, you know, kind of thing for people who know what they're looking for. I, um, I bet this episode is full with that. If I had really taken the, the attention to watch, I would bet that the Simpsons producers and writers and animators filled this episode with yeah. shop names that are weird. Like, what is it? Howard's Flowers. Just off the top of my head, like a generic Simpsons store. I'm sure yeah. they had some kind of like I don't know, I can't I can't think of a clever word, pray. Charlie's Green Shop. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get what I'm at. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be shocked if they did that. Yeah, no. They, uh... Yeah, the two towns are yeah, essentially identical you know except for you know even with having a town square of the founding father um you know shelbyville manhattan looking uh a little less uh mayoral or uh presidential than than uh, what's his name um springfield jebediah springfield like i I couldn't remember his first name for a second but um, looking a little ridiculous, and uh, you know he's drunk and got two cousins under his arms. Um, so yeah, s- s- same place, same. Uh, but with with uh, you know, and, and w- even with like the grass being slightly off tint, that's how you can tell the the, yeah. the town line. Yeah, you know, like, I, I, the grass is greener a little bit, or it's like a little darker green on the Shelbyville side. But how, how great is that weird moment of the the, the 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 boys' intensity as they cross city lines, and then in the yeah, background like, you see Lisa. Uh, the, the the girls are playing like with no problems I, at all. You I know? I really like them setting that up for a joke. Yeah. So um so the, the episode starts. Uh, Bart sprang. Uh, the First Amendment does not cover burping. It's totally, you know, we're finding where the, the season mark is, where they are no longer doing 
classroom punishments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You dig? Like, yeah. And this is this is it. This is this is still in there. I think. Uh, yeah. This is something some kid could be. Yeah, I'm, I'm covered by the First Amendment, right? Um, and uh, the couch gag is that weird old timey, like black and white dancing yeah, cartoon the mickey the almost the uh, steamboat willie or steamboat mouse yeah, no, or whatever steamboat that, willie. that's was that was that the, what that was called yeah 1928 or whatever was the mickey mouse original thing yeah okay no i, I thought that was I nailed fine. that but I thought, um, I thought that was really good i i think uh you know it's just a clever and different i you know I, I enjoy the couch gags best when it is them experimenting with art styles and, yeah. and concept pieces i think some of the modern Simpson stuff is great now. They're doing an Adventure Time couch gag. Yeah, okay. Uh, which just got aired on YouTube or Facebook or whatever was their release for the new season. And it's it's a great couch gag, you know? Uh, I, I At this point in time, what, they're like 28, 29 seasons in. And so for them to come up with, you know, let's all-out parody a TV show. I'm fine with it. Like, I, yeah. I enjoy that. I like the trope parodying in the couch gags so much more than let's all blink at the same time. Right. Like I know you are a, a fan of the older episodes because they're simple and cut to the quick. I kind of <coughs> like them. Like the Rick and Morty one is amazing. I don't yeah, know if you saw that. I can appreciate the couch gags from the new ones more than I can appreciate the episodes half the time. Like, oh, the couch oh, gag yeah. is like way more clever there, than, you know, there, whatever There's a doing full the season, episode. I think it's like 24 or 25, where every couch gag they brought in a guest artist in Oh, yeah, that was the one where, like, Banksy did one, right? Bank- and well, no, no, like... that's not even that. Banksy design- wrote and designed one, and it's super depressing. I'm, yeah. full, I'm talking full out the art design. They bring in special artists to, oh. to design it. They brought in this, this French guy who did uh, Triplets of Belleville. And like stuff like that. Like they brought in these amazing guest artists to design and coordinate a couch gag, and they are great. They're I, I, I will look up the season. I think it's twenty five, twenty six. They're almost all the couch gags are these big, beautiful, design concept pieces, and they're yeah. very cool. Yeah. Uh, between you know, I think they do a Rick and Morty one all the way through. Tons of different animators. And it's, I know it's very, very cool. I think it's the same season they did the uh, the Family Guy crossover episode. Oh, yeah. You know, that's when the... Oh, I'm aware of that, yeah. Have you not seen it? I've not seen it. So, okay, so they did a... I don't think I've seen it anyway. They they did it... So it's technically... It is a Family Guy episode with Simpsons characters, is what I define it as. Conversely, there is a Simpsons episode where the Futurama cast is in it, and it is a Simpsons episode with Futurama characters, which is a very enjoyable experience for me, personally. Yeah. Uh, Because the humor is very different between Simpsons and Futurama. Yeah. And even more so with Family Guy and Futurama. Yeah. Or Family Guy and Simpsons. And so to see the Simpsons characters, you know, to see Hans Molman in the Family Guy universe... Yeah. ...is very cool. Yeah, it's kind of fun, yeah. You get to write some cool stuff. Um, So this one. So Uh, get the... uh, Just, yeah. So we start with Bart skateboarding. He's got a nice, like, uh... <laughs> the first thing I wrote down was Bart's smug look while he's skateboarding. He's just being the cool kid. Yeah. Like, you know, which, so, if you don't even know who Bart is, you could pretty much figure it out through that ten, or even, what, three seconds of him, like, skateboarding down the street casually. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I paused it because there was a weird background gag. Is, is Bart... Ollie's over the safe full of crowns well, and that's, gold and gems. He notices the wet cement sign. It's like, <gasps> and Ollie's over. And then, like, there's nothing that could get in his way. You know, nothing can distract him from going to the wet cement. And, mm-hmm. yeah, the, that, that safe drops and hits the ground and spills out gold and gems and rupees and everything. I, rubies, I, I guess. I almost think they don't dwell on that enough because the next moment is you see Frank on the Jets motorcycle and yeah. they have a full dialogue of Bart being like, I got bigger things in my life. Yeah. And that is like, okay, the joke is that he's not interested. But the fact that they glazed over the, the, the safe full of gems yeah. and gold, I've never really put those two together yeah. as beyond like, oh, whatever, moving forward. Yeah, you almost, and you would almost rule of three that somehow because I was surprised they only did two things in there. Yeah. It was almost like boom, boom, boom. You In comedy theory, you should do jet ski first to set the precedence of this is the joke. Nothing is going to stop him. Safe of gems and gold. And the third one being, you know, Principal Skinner bent over begging to be spray painted on his ass. Yeah, or like, you know, you something know that's free like, candy, you know, eating totally, contest or something like totally. that, you know. 
And it's I, like, nope, you know, you gotta pass and, by everything. And, and I, that's always weird when I notice a, a, a rule of three moment that is omitted. I enjoy that when people break a rule of three. Like I, I in stand up, I have moments where I, I, I intensively will only list two things. Yeah. Um, and that is a different comedy rhythm to do something quick and then make the exaggerated one the second. And that yeah. is a that is a a methodology for comedy. But I, I think the rule when people intentionally avoid a situation like that one where it is a rule of three moment, <coughs> like it should have been safe something else something else even the the professor frank jet bike takes so long yeah it does take a while and they probably they might have they might have just done it for for time constraints so they could get the professor frank bike or motors motors jet bike thing and well, and so, well so that they can use it later totally. you know and that yeah. might be the third is it it's not know, it's, it's, like it's, a, it's a relevant a joke it's a I, different I, joke I, but. I would be take the safe bet that there was a third one, and it was cut for time. Maybe. Because all these older Simpsons episodes you watch, and you feel like there was stuff that was cut. And yeah. all the newer ones you watch, and they were like, man, they really had to get to they 21 They dragged minutes. it out. Uh, yeah. Because this episode, there is no there is no time to catch the audience up with what's going on. Yeah, there's no there's no fat, really, to the, trim. The, the, the slowest part of this entire episode, and that is in it by a stretch, is the family dinner where Marge lays out the ground rules of being a Springfieldian. Yeah. Like, from then on out, this episode is like Homer at the Bat, where it is, it is just story. There is too yeah. much stuff for them to get through for them to dwell on letting the audience know what the, the episode is about. Yeah. Because they're all jokes after that. I mean, come on. Um, even even more so, sorry to cut you off, but it's the idea of Marge is like, part of us all, part of us, part of us all. Yeah. Thing. And then they cut to Bart rethinking it. Yeah, like, yeah. Story-wise, there should have been a buffer between those two scenes, yeah. you know? And they were like, no, nah, we He's ain't got time skating. to let Lisa, whatever. He's skating around again, yeah. and it's like, and it's just stuck in his head, and she's like, wow, he's, wow that really works. You know? Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. But uh, he gets to the wet cement, um, that you know, this is for the ages or something like that. He's writing his name in. Um, I remembered it that he didn't get his name all the way in for some reason. Oh, really? I don't know. I, I always remember the the future scene of the future society scanning yeah. his name and cloning him. See, I remember that scene, but I always remembered him getting like yanked by the collar before he could finish or something uh, like that. I, but I, um, I feel like there might be another episode where he is writing in cement, and that is the that might be it. Marge catches him at a different time. I feel like that might happen at a different interval. Or somebody else does. But um, yeah, get that 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 future scene is. I think that's got a good. That's got a rule of threes in it too, mm-hmm. because you know it's like let's bring him back and he'll be our new god or whatever. And, you know, what's the, normal the to him seems amazing to us. The best part of that is that uh, is the ten year old boy's perspective, but. Um, you know, yeah, what's normal to him and the, the, the yo-yo and everything, but the fact it's like, we, of which we know, you know, Bart, you know, this legend Bart, uh, you know, who's got this, like, history, and then they're like, and his sister Lisa, of which we know nothing, you know? Yeah, like, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. We, know, we certainly know her name. But yeah, it's like, they know, they know how she had a sister named Lisa, but I, that's it, I, you know? I, I also, like, Lisa doesn't have a lot in this episode, but the thing about, like, there's been a loss of town pride since the lake caught fire. Yeah. Like, what, a, <laughs> what a funny line that is totally lost. Yeah. they cut away yeah. immediately after that, and that is impossible. That embodies quality Simpsons writing because that is yeah. such a funny sentence. Yeah, and that's like, happened a bunch of times. Yeah, it's yeah. always <laughs> like the, sh- the <laughs> shittiest towns. Like, yeah, 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 like, yeah. Oh, there's it's always like, been a regulation since the lake caught fire. Cut to it's like, new scene. <laughs> yeah, it's like you know it'll be like a Cleveland in like you know the 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 1910s or something. You know that's like they're just polluted and yeah, disgusting yeah, yeah. and like there's so much pollution that the, yeah, lake, yeah. The, the river will I, catch fire. Honestly, I didn't even put it to the pollution thing. I just put it to the ironic sense of the Simpsons are the only city in America where a lake would catch fire. Right, right. You know, there's that scene where Homer's making cereal for Burns and the cereal catches fire. Like, yep. It's in that same vein of like, yeah, the lake could catch, like, you know, yeah. they could be hosting the Winter Olympics and the mountain could burn down, you know? Like yeah, something yeah, yeah. impossible fits in this stretch of the world. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I totally see it as, you know, the, 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 the toxic waste that they show you every, you know, 10th or 20th or 30th episode and, yeah. and the blinky, the fish or whatever, 
well, with three eyes, you know, it's like, yeah, they, their, their town is polluted to hell. They've got a tire fire that's been burning yeah. for forever, you know? But I never even put it in the idea of the town is so polluted. I yeah. just think the, 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 the word image of the lake, the, the oh, lake the lake caught fire, fire again is so yeah. impossible. And, and I, I don't know, it's, it's a great, great moment. Here's a great word question on the script. How do you spell the word squozen? Uh, All of our lemons are squozen dry. <laughs> I would go with S-Q-U-O-Z-E-N. I put an I in there? Squo? I don't know. Squozen? Squozen. I wrote squozen and then circled it like it was a middle school paper with yeah. the word spelled wrong. I don't... Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. The, him traveling around the town to catch all the, the townspeople doing something, you know, and and commenting on like how proud he is on it, uh, the, the, I like the Nelson one the best because you know he's he's catching fish. You know Nelson catches trout like the German light infantry. <laughs> he's using he's using a uh, little green uh, soldier toy soldiers. Um, I'm gonna huck them at cars I, and uh, the always like the car just the the peeling out sound of like the car losing control and crashing in the background because it's been hit by a fish thrown by a punk you know is is excellent but so, um, I, so I really like the cutaway too because it cuts to just the the soldier in the water and yeah I think it's a very cool artistic cutaway to let the scene I I feel like the car being hit with the fish lasts a little too long because there is this moment he like hucks it off screen and there's like a second two in a second interval of silence yeah and I get that it's actually probably the God forbid I question the comedic timing of the Simpsons early episodes. Yeah. I'm sure it's perfect. It, it, it almost feels, in a modern sense, too long. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, I'm sure it is they, they, they timed it out right. That yeah, it seemed right to me. Like, that's the amount of time to travel. Or, like, the almost the least amount of time to travel yeah. to hit a car at that distance, you know. Oh, for accuracy's sake, it was perfect. Yeah. I, I guess I'm saying, in the tone of Simpsons being, you know, this is our sense of comedy, Right. a three-second pause of characters just standing on screen yeah, waiting for impact? Waiting for something to happen you, is a you long are time. so aware of it. I yeah. was so aware of it. I always think immediately, oh, do you, were you a big Malcolm in the Middle fan? Uh, no, but I, I mean, I watched it here and there. They do this amazing episode where they buy a hot tub. Yeah. And my dad, my dad talks about this as like one of the greatest things he'd ever seen on television. He's a, he's a TV guy. He, uh, they buy a hot tub and the wife is like anti-hot tub, anti-hot tub, anti-hot tub. And finally she gets in the hot tub and she kicks the whole family out of the house so that she can get in the hot tub. Yeah. And she's like finally comforting and it's really great. And the family pulls in with the car and obviously she can't get caught in the hot tub. And so you see in one long shot, she holds her breath and dives down. And the family's just standing around the hot tub reading newspapers, trying to find the time for a movie. <laughs> and yeah. it's like a 15-second segment where uh, where he, Hal is, like, you know, checking his glasses and, like... Yeah. And he, like, is reading a review kind of out loud. He goes, what about this one? I was like, oh. Yeah, this is good. And he, yeah. like, folds the newspaper and he, like, starts even walking off state, like, screen and he's, like, reaching for his glasses. And then you... You are so aware of the fact that nothing is happening because something's happened. It's, yeah. It is one of my favorite silent TV moments. Yeah. It's so weird <laughs> and unfamiliar. I've heard just I, drowning in the I, back. I, because... I, I know if you YouTube Malcolm Middle Hot Tub, this scene will come up and people yeah. should check it out because it is so. Brian Cranston's weird silent reading, and even this weird moment as he's walking off screen and just about gets off camera. And turns back around and starts like looking for his his glasses that he's wearing on his face. Yeah. And he has them. And he's like, oh, oh my gosh. And he's still like is floundering. Oh, it's really great. <laughs> Aside from the fact of like, how could you tell they're still outside the hot tub? No, <laughs> no, 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 no. no. <laughs> that's, you know, everything about it is such a good. Like it's... that's why that's why it's a good joke. It's because like this impossible to tell, but it's like yeah, yeah it doesn't matter. You know, it, it, it's really great. Nothing happening comedy, and you don't ever see that. You know? Yeah. The joke is that nothing is happening, and that is so awkwardly great. Yeah. I, I really urge anyone listening, just like, take, it's like a minute and a half scene, so and I know it's on It reminds me of something, but I can't, like, I don't know, I'll, I'll if, if it jogs out the memory, okay. it's like, I've seen that done a few times, that something specific is, uh, it's coming to memory, but I can't remember what you, it was. You know, but... you have to set the concept for it right, but when it's well executed, I, 
it's so help. It's so the opposite of everything you see. Like you yeah. never see nobody talking on. T- it is a solid thirty seconds of silence as somebody reads the newspaper, yeah. and it only gets funnier as he's silently reading. You know, the, the part where he like folds up the newspaper to read a different page of yeah. the review. You know, like everything about it is so good. It's anyways a show that isn't the Simpsons. Um, yeah. So they, they get to a it's quiet and old man is talking. Yeah, Milhouse is like, I love Milhouse's clumsy follow through the whole thing. Like his, you know, he gets hit by the board, he falls down the hill, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then, uh, what, what jar, oh, oh, it's that uh, Milhouse, is, Milhouse has a lemonade stand and no one's buying anything, obviously, except for, uh, um, <laughs> Lisa. Lisa bought it one sad glass, one one pity glass, I think is what she called it. So they get over, quiet an old man is talking, um, as everybody's dancing around the lemon tree like it's a maypole. Yeah, t- Todd and database. <laughs> yeah, like weirdly dancing around the tree like a maypole. And um and uh Grandpa, yeah. Grandpa's the name is great in itself because grandpa's the name. Yeah. Like <laughs> Which is, you know, Oddly, how you start to just identify yourself as, you know, in an older age, I guess, with with enough grandchildren or... Uh, but three is not enough. <laughs> I, I don't know. My, my grandparents are... They, I, we, we call them Ma and Pa, and they will, like, introduce themselves, you know, like, you know... I don't know. That's just... As you gain the title of parent or grandparent, I think that that becomes your name to a... You know, it becomes your name to a group of people. Yeah, it's so like that's a title. Just, yeah, it's it's not yeah, it's your title, it's your name, whatever. But um, to announce it to a bunch of stranger kids is great. Yeah, like, yeah that's yeah. why that's funny yeah. because they're not they don't care. You know, Grandpa's the name. This <laughs> is the only thing he's no, he's recognizable for. Um, and uh, telling the story of how the the tree got there in Shelbyville and. Shelbyville, Manhattan, and uh, Jebediah Springfield on their pioneering quest, which seemed like, you know, like they get there so that they can have uh, a place to, you know, govern justly and grow vast fields of hemp, and then Shelbyville's add-on. And and a flavorless food that I call root marm. Root marm, yeah. Which uh, I think is the least funny end cap for that scene. It is so weird. It's too weird. Yeah. It's It's too weird for Well, also, I think it... it, I don't know what it is, but it's familiar. It... I I don't know what it's even trying to be. Is it trying to be like... I almost think... I almost... We should have looked it up before we started recording... I think it's like some weird thing that, if my guess would be that it might have been some weird like hippie food, in some period that we're missing. Like I think it's a food. So when I think or, root marm, I immediately go to sarsaparilla, which I know is not the same thing, but I think like old timey food drink. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think like yeah, they're they're both weird sounding things. Yeah, that's you know I that's what I went with. Root marm, I don't know. Anyway, so that's what he's going to, you know, that's what they're there to do. Shelbyville adds on that they're there to, you know, and marry their cousins. Um, which, maybe, I, I was just like, is this, was that an, a, kind of an underhanded dig at, like, Mormonism? Because... I think it's more Union... Just... North-South. Union-North-South kind of thing? Okay, I was like, eh, you know... The, I, I don't think they, they had the... The Simpsons were ever like, let's pick that Mormon battle. I think they've always been comforted, comforted in me. Like, Union-Confederate. Yeah. Like, that... And I, I don't think there's anyone who's like, you like, know, those incestuous Confederates and is like, I'm gonna jump to the defense of the Confederate Army. Yeah, yeah, not yeah, like that's true, yeah. something that's gonna happen. Yeah, um... Uh... Yeah, lemon, and then so they plant that lemon tree, lemons being the sweetest fruit at the time, yeah. which is a great... Uh, great, weird line to throw across. Just Yeah, also just like, lemons, you know? Like, the, the whole thing being about lemons is great, because, lem- I don't know, it's just a funny fruit when you're... Uh, I, it is. You don't think of lemons as a prideful fruit. I don't you know really what I'm like? Thank God it. for our lemon trees. Even you know? like, you know, it's like Florida's orange groves. I mean, they grow tons of lemons, you know, but like, 
No, nobody holds pride in their lemons. Like, no like, one holds pride even in their like lemons. like, whatever that Italian Key limes, city. sure, you know, like, this is what we grow. Key limes, we, we grow, you know, cherries or, like, you know, this is the blueberry area. But, like, yeah, lemons is a funny fruit to have some sort of pride in. Um, no. And then you, you, because it gives you all those sight gags of, like, them making the lemonade at the end where it's just pure sugar. Um, or just trying to eat raw lemons. Just I mean, taking just... the bite of the raw lemon uh, as a taunt. Yeah, 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 yeah As yeah, a taunt yeah. of like, you're not getting in here. I'm gonna have to. I'm hungry, and he takes a bite of that lemon, and they're just like tears. Sucks <laughs> his mouth in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's great. And even you know the uh, the ability to pick on Country Time lemonade in there is awesome. Yeah, because yeah. Country Time just tastes like sugar, and. Uh, does taste like lemonade. I, I, you know, you but know, I can't. I haven't had a country time lemonade in like ten years, so who knows? Because I'm. I, I, you know what I also really like is this episode. Is this weird pseudo military saving Private Ryan tone of the episode? Yeah. You know, because there isn't like we're gonna choke the rivers with our dead. Yeah. The, the, the seriousness that some of the boys take. We're going. Yeah, we're, we're gonna succeed, and even if we fail, or, like yeah. Or what is it? The uh, okay. Here's how it goes. I'm the leader. Milhouse is my loyal sidekick. Nelson's the tough guy. Martin's the smart guy, and Todd's the quiet religious guy who ends up going crazy. Yeah. It's clearly every military like, film ever. Yeah, it's like it's platoon. It's yeah. uh, it's apocalypse now. Yeah. You know, yeah, and just assigning it. It's like yeah, we had text. We had lenses, you know, and yeah, it's yeah. like every every dude on there, and uh, like it was what it wasn't a Simpsons joke where yeah, it was the 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 flying hellfish where they also had like the same group of guys yeah, yeah. where it's like you know Tex he was Tex, from Arkansas Army, Aesop and whatever yeah, 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 yeah. it's like <laughs> Tex was from somewhere else you know he wasn't from Texas at all but um uh so. Well, they, they li- in that one, they list off all the characters that are, like, parodies of the old members. There's, like, the old Wiggum, the old Skinner, the old Barney. Yeah. And then they list off, like, six other names of random military people that are incongruous to the rest of the episode. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I, I don't know. I think, it, you know, it's really... It, it, it creates a fake tension for this episode. You know, it makes it, it... Like, it creates a fake sense of stakes as though there were anything yeah. at stake. Yeah, you know? one lemon tree. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Weirdly, from growing on top of a hill. Um, oh, and this, the, you know, it, it's a weird, it's weird when you have characters. This is a Bart episode for sure. Yeah. So the weird tidbits of Homer shouting things in this episode are so memorable. Yeah. You know, him being like Bart's a tutor. Toot on, son. Toot, toot on. on. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> screaming that they've got to get the boys back together, and then yeah. The, the whole you're not going to interrupt me during the speech and lemon tree halfway through yeah or like they'll never find us here they are yeah <laughs> here they are um he's just a big loud like oaf and uh i i it's really good i when he when they're getting the whole gang together there's that great moment where uh you know they're like you know oh god i you know, uh van houten is like i'm I hate those those Shelbyville Indians so much, and his wife and Luann is like, but honey, I was born in Shelbyville. It tears me <laughs> it tears up, tears up inside. inside. And that's funny because <sighs> even Milhouse has that thing. Like, it's gonna make me explode. And yeah. he like sits like, there shaking his arms, and there's a great moment as Todd backs up as though he's yeah. gonna burst. It's so yeah, and I I know that exact like that exact shame because you know like I grew up in a little weird town in Texas where that was. It was eight miles from the border of Oklahoma, and the closest hospital was it was in Oklahoma, it was twenty miles from our house, and that's where my parents went when my mom went into labor. So I was born in Oklahoma, oh. and then got taken back to Texas like a day later. And my friends, of course, would never let me forget it, like that I was shouldn't. born in Oklahoma. You know, and it's like, yeah, I know. Like I came back here like sixteen hours later, though, guys, and it was like. Didn't matter. That's why yeah, you have trouble you breathing born. through your mouth. Yeah, exactly. You've got a note card in front of you. It's like, you know? that's why there's so much drooling. Born with Oklahoma, <laughs> you know? So it's like, and it tears me up inside. <laughs> like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter at all. That's, like, what that's, that's what this episode does so well, is parodying that, that like, the geographical pride, you know, stupid like, regional geographical there's, pride. There's, that, there's like, nothing to be gained from pride in where you're from. Is what this episode's like, about. Come on, they celebrated getting rid of the lemon tree and drinking the turnip juice. Like, yeah, I mean, a lot of it. It, it can. 
you can extrapolate that out too to just like you know like your 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 own thoughts and policies on like immigration and like and 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 nationalism it's like you're basing all this on just like where you're from and that's that's weird man like but also it makes a lot of sense as a human being you know you're like well you know your territorial uh, creatures yeah. who will, will will brain each other to death if given any opportunity. Uh, we, so we, we, we find this most minute differences between anyone. Like yeah, so, so it's it, like, it be, makes perfect sense, but uh, it's just it's fun. To, it, it's hilarious to poke fun at it because, it, especially when it's somewhere that's so close in proximity and their cultures are exactly the same almost. You know, and it's like. But you got to be, you know, a little bit different. It's like making fun of Canadians, essentially. Yes. You know, because oh, yes. you're like, well, I mean, the difference up there is they drink Labatt and enjoy hockey. You know, it's I, like even more so. I think it's the difference between like New Yorkers making fun of people from New Jersey. Like yeah. there is a barely a generation gap between you people. Yeah, like, there is. Like, there is no cultural difference. Yeah, there's, <laughs> but there's there's no cultural differences until you find the ones that there are. And oh yeah, no, like no. a lot of them. You know, <laughs> no, no, no. You're right. When they're like, they're like, what is it? They're like, wow, wow. Whatever the best yeah. food chain well, in New Yorkers yeah. are like, we don't go we, to a bodega. Like yeah, we're not. Yeah, you we, know, like or even like regular New York, like New York City and Long Island, like twenty no, miles right. outside of you know New York and years. And once like a you know uses Long Island as a as a like a whipping boy of like good. You're right. I, not from Long I'm, Island, I'm not know? even from New York, but I get defensive when people from Long Island refer to themselves as though they have any opinion about what it's like to live in New York. Yeah, you know, like, like when they're like, "Well, the I, I take the train here, yeah. six days a week," and it's like, "So what do you do the other seven? Yeah, you know? like, what's, like, <laughs> what's that other day? You you sit at home square? You yeah, know? yeah, it's like okay, good for you. Yeah, um, and uh, at every time, every time we see a, a limousine pull up in front of the the hotel restaurant I work at, we everyone always is like. Wonder what part of Long Island they're from, <laughs> because it's just something like a New Yorker wouldn't do. A New Yorker wouldn't get in the most obnoxious vehicle because it's you would. It's horrible to navigate the city in that thing. Like, it's like terrible. You get in a Lincoln Town car if you want to get an or a Denali or something. If you're getting the night, if you're getting the Uber X, you know XL yeah, or the something. Premium, the, the premium, the premium car service in New York. Nobody takes a is is a four door vehicle. Maybe an SUV, but it's probably like a Mercedes or a Lincoln or something. You're right. I've never seen anyone like come up in a limo in the place where we worked. Like, yeah, nobody in their right mind would drive oh, up in a limo. It's like the most God. conspicuous vehicle in the planet. Well, and then Midtown. where's the limo driver gonna go while you dine or something like that? It's like you you really need to be in the limo the entire time you're renting the limo in order to enjoy the limo because he needs to keep it moving yeah. otherwise he's gonna get a parking ticket in New York City like they are on the prowl all the time you know? so, like, so li- I'll tell the story because literally the only time I was ever in a limo in New York City was with my, my fraternity brothers when we were pledging and we, we like wound up in the city with no money and we found a limo driver who's like yo I got an hour to kill before I gotta get back somewhere we'll, I'll charge you nothing just to be in my limo yeah. and travel and he you know he made like 30 bucks for an yeah. hour because like, hey. he was just somewhere to move and I was like you know, I was like 18 years old with a bunch of other 18 years old and he was like what are we doing in a limo in midtown Manhattan yeah like, it makes no sense there's nobody had it was, it was a, that's the only reason I could ever imagine being in a limo in New York like I think I've sat in a limo like twice you know and it was like Okay, cool. This is whatever. The novelty wears out real quick. Real quick. Real quick. Unless you're getting like real, unless you're having like an orgy and there's loads of drugs and alcohol available to you. It's like, what is the point of a limo? I I don't understand. You know, why there's, we just need 12 of us. Like, why don't you just get a van and bring us all here and then you can take the van and park it somewhere. (laughs) It's like, yeah, the the more, like, like, to, to reason out, like, you, it's ha- gaudy as hell. It's gaudy as hell. It takes up a lot of space, and it's not like any more comfortable than any normal form of transportation. Now, a bunch of people have to ride sideways, you know. Only like a couple people get to ride forwards and backwards, you know, like five, yeah. I think. And then you have 11 people that are sitting sideways, which is kind of an awkward way to ride through a town um, in a vehicle. Like, it, if, especially oh, sure. if you already get like I, I'll get a little car sick once in a while. Oh, well, especially like living in New York and not getting and being poor and not getting in that many cars. You know, like not taking lots of cars. Like every we don't want to get it back in them once in a while. I'm like, 
Huh. He's a little nauseous, like, just riding around in a car. So riding in a car sideways through New York sounds quite awful. Yeah. Or and, anywhere. And at, like, 15 miles per hour stopping at every block. Stopping too. and like, going and like stopping and going. And, and, like, and, and he's honking the horn constantly. And everyone's honking at you. And people are, like, probably literally spitting on the windows because they hate you. Oh, yes. Because you're taking up room, and there's not room, and you're annoying and obnoxious and gaudy. And, and they think you're from Long you're Island. from New York. Yeah. <laughs> they know you're conspicuously not from New York, or you're like a 16-year-old girl having her, like, you know, her sweet 16 in yeah. the limo. Yeah. You know, you're from Brooklyn or something like that, and that's the reason you're in the limo. But And they've just been hired to drive you around all night, but it's, it's a super weird thing to, to, to see here and it's conspicuous as hell. Yeah. Whereas it's not conspicuous as hell in other cities and it's like, oh, it's perfectly good. No, 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 no. Like, it's it's, it's pretty powerful. Get a bunch of people together and we'll uh, we'll take a limo. The uh, favorite weird background joke in this episode is yeah. the, the Shelbyville newspaper labeled once a week, every week. What? Well, yeah. The Shelbyville Daily. <laughs> the Shelbyville Daily. <laughs> once, once a, a week, week, every week. Every week. The Shelbyville Daily. Um, I really liked... Uh, the whole the 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 cool kids um the Shelbyville kids dad you know his his speaking his weird uh accent and there's a doings a transpiring yeah. and yeah. all all that <laughs> stuff um and well, the entire how stupid are you <laughs> yeah how stupid are you you know stupid like a fox and then the uh the whole jailbreak from from the from the uh the car impound lot, which, which, uh, what's his name calls the, uh, the impenetrable fortress of suburbia, <laughs> uh, which is kind of true. It's like the one weird place in like a, a small, nice town that's got barbed wire around the top and it does have attack dogs, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. they definitely have attack I, dogs. I, I, I'd say, cause I've seen that joke a lot where the guy throws the sausages or whatever and yeah. they don't. The, the Simpsons where the dog just catches it and keeps running catches is it. my favorite version of that joke. <laughs> Faster son, he's got a taste for, <laughs> for me, me now. now. Like, it's, it's, it's awesome. It's so, especially cutting to that, the dog with its face, like, slammed into the metal, biting through it like some kind of robot. Well, like, which is also amazing because RVs are so crappy and so thin, and it's like, they're essentially just like big tin boxes. Yeah, you know? yeah, like, and so... The dog slamming into it, but keeping biting is like, it tells you, it shows you how vicious the dog is. It shows you how crappy the RV is. Yeah, like, it's, you know, it's, like, it's such, it gets almost mileage out of nothing. Yeah, there's like, there's nothing but two seconds and they're backing up because they're still afraid to bite it. I didn't even comment, but the like the idea that like this is the cleverest thing anyone has ever done in history ever or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah. It's such a great, like... I mean, obviously, no one in history has ever done anything this clever. That's what it is, and it's like that's such a good on the. I mean, obviously, that's what the episode is named after. Yeah, but very, very (laughs) aware comedy of the Simpsons, you know. Which I mean, I'm thinking now. I'm like in history, but it's like in history. You mean like in. That wasn't a real historical event, right? That was no, it was the Trojan Horse. Well, but I thought it was just like a, 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 a it was from the Odyssey, right? But I mean, yeah, no, it's not like a real thing that happened. Yeah, yeah, it's not a real it's thing. A historical that happened, event, but, yeah, you know. I mean, so it's like it's not, yeah. But I mean, who who cares? If but that's, that's not like the thing that's to niggle fine. over. But like that, that yeah. you get into like awkward territory when you start discussing like ancient history fiction. Be like, oh, you know, like Jesus, that historical figure, right, right, right. And yeah, it's like you're gonna piss people off either way either when you refer to Jesus as a historical figure. I was like, uh, I don't know, like, my own stupidity. I don't know if that's real or if he was just reporting on I, that. You know? I, like, don't, I don't know either. I was always kind of under the assumption that it is that, like, exaggerated history. So there probably was some war of Troy. Yeah. And they, they did some Greek sneakery. Yeah. It's probably not a giant horse that they lived inside of for a week or whatever the, the story is. Yeah. I'd like to think that it came from some clever bullshit. Yeah, that's uh, fair enough. I'll grant you that. But um, but it, good good job, Simpsons. You know what I also like the little highlighted white aura around the tree to give it kind of this like that yeah. that uh the Roman Catholic 
Yes. Uh, what is it? The halo the around, halo religious, around the, the saints tree, and like, things like it, that. This is like the most holy object yeah. in this town yeah. because yeah. it represents more, more than the statue of Jebediah Springfield. Even like the, yeah. the the lemon tree is like the most important thing. Um, and or the and, uh, and that half of it's missing because they. They knock into the Springfield, welcome to Springfield, yeah. sign on the way back in and drag it off the top of the RV, which is also another great moment because they realize they've done it, stop the RV, and then you can even hear the gear grind yeah. as they put it in reverse and the lights kick on and then it's beeping because it has it's it's a large vehicle so it has to have a beeping backup warning. I I also like uh, early, the Springfield famous for their angel sightings. Yeah, this is <laughs> like, multiple angel sightings. Yeah, just, exactly. Just, it's a okay. So as far as this episode, do you think it ages well? Like, I, I oh, would say comedically, yeah. the only cultural reference is Rocky. Maybe. Yeah, Maybe. but Rocky's a piece of history. At this like, point in time, it is established history. When they when they wrote this episode, it was a gamble. Was like, is Rocky gonna be the next whatever? Yeah, but I think at that time Rocky was still was already like, I mean, was it Rocky made in like seventy seven? Yeah, or something? okay, but like Heather's is not a mainstay of our cultural history no, either. Yeah. You know, yeah. like there there is a gamble of like, okay, is Tremors gonna be a reference that people think about every year? Rocky turned out to be. Yeah, they made like a people that are ten years sake. younger, you know, than me or whatever. People that are eighteen years old do know what Rocky is. Yes. You know, I, I um, don't. I don't. Yeah, think they don't know what like Tremors or Heather's yes. are. Okay, right. yeah, okay. So that, so that I would say that is the only reference I think in this entire episode that could possibly date itself. I'm not going to cut Troy. Troy is a, a right. Yeah, horse, Trojan horse is a a mainstay of culture. Yeah, um, but that is the only you know because modern episodes are so pop culturey. Yeah, this is not <laughs> pop culture at all, really. I, they might have. I can't think of anything else in there that was pop culture. It's just current, kind of more current culture. Like you pointed out, the bank open sign, which <laughs> yeah. has become less of an issue, but still not. It's still a huge issue. It's like if banks open or for you know for like nine to four or whatever. Right. But that one said. Uh, bank hours eleven to two M through E. Yeah, like which is like, <laughs> like <laughs> okay. So here's I've always had this. Finally, somebody explained this to me. Like bank hours, why they are the way they are. Do you know why they are the way they are? No. Okay, and it, it's like when I, when I explain it to you, I'm like, oh my god, obviously it's not right, but it's obvious. So as as the the mundane people, as normals, we are not bank customers that they care about. You right. know, like the real bank Is customers are businesses yeah. and traders who are able to go to the bank from nine to five Monday through Friday. So mm-hmm. like it is it's an inconvenience for us to go and withdraw our, at the most a thousand dollars to work on our car payment or whatever. Like that's so insignificant to the bank. Right. That why in the world would they bother being convenient to us? Like right. yeah. and so not to say that it's wrong, but it totally makes sense. Yeah, yeah, because it's that you know it's that weird thing where it's like, it's almost like how, like the government works the same way. It's like individual taxpayers. Like, why the hell would you bother with them? There's like, totally. there's there's three hundred million of them or four hundred million of them, but I, there's you know one percent of these people are important and are control certain aspects of the economy yeah. or you know our lobbyists are in very you know in high ranking government or business positions and those are the people we talk to and talk about and everybody else you know. You can deal with like an ombudsman or an alderman or something way off in the sticks, totally. but like the senator's not going to return your phone call. You yeah. know, <laughs> it's like no, it, yeah, it, 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 makes, it makes perfect sense. And it is that like somebody finally explained that to me about the bank thing. I was like, yeah, it's it's kind of twisted and wrong, but I I get it. That would like that would that'd be like a restaurant only be open nine to five. Like who the yeah. fuck is that for? You know? Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, and there's a lot of those restaurants. You know, it's funny. <laughs> and they, there's a lot of restaurants that are open for lunch only, where waiters in in Manhattan, where servers go and they work from like ten thirty to about three thirty, and they make like eighty, ninety thousand dollars a year, and they just are lifetime servers, but they. They are steakhouses that are in like lower Manhattan yeah. that are only open to feed guys that are finance guys, totally. you know. And so the guys go in there and drop two or three hundred dollars a person on lunch. Yeah. And then and that guy exists, you know, and he doesn't, you know, he only has to go to work yeah. for a few hours I a day it. or whatever. I get it. Um, or he has to stay behind and clean up and stuff. But like, yeah, yeah, it's built. It's a business built around a business, you know. It's like yes, that's what it is. And I, I, you know, banks are the same way. 
Not to say that it's right, but I get like 99% of the bank's profit is business. Well, no way a homeowner is bringing in a, a, a worthwhile... Rarely, and I think that's like... Rarely do people just start doing things in a way that are like, meh, I'm being mean to the small guy or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's just like the big guy pays the bills, so I'm going to cater to the big guy. Yeah. You know, it's like you, you, people are greedy. They're, they're not generally just stupid or cruel for no reason. That is, you know? yeah, no, no, that's, ex- that's exactly what it is. And it's about that with like a lot of things when you consider how inconvenient it is for you. It's like, yeah, I guarantee there is a... There is a reason. Like, yeah. businesses aren't going about, like, how many people can we piss off with this new business? Like, yeah, that is no, not like, the approach. That's not how... And, 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 there, and there's a level of it you can purchase where you don't have to be inconvenienced at all. No, oh, yeah. Know? Like, uh, you know, once you get up to, like, Amex Black level, there's just a person you can pick, you pick you... up an old phone and call, and that person will send you, like, airplane tickets, whereas, like, a normal person has to look on Priceline all day, yeah. you know? It's like, yeah. it's like, I guarantee Lorne Michaels never has optimum issues, no, you know? You like, he's always has internet. Like, he has a slave that's next yeah. to him for $35,000 a year that deals with all of the heartache and, like, headache of regular customer service, yeah, you know? I... And it's not because, like... And that person deals with those things because they're not important or whatever, you know? Frankly, <laughs> we should be thrilled that those people get to exist because if we didn't, we have a problem, community. Like, it's yeah, a culture. Like, like, we have vacuums of, of sustainability. And, and <laughs> like, you know, it's not to get, like, weirdly, like, politically theoretical or anything, but it's, like, uh, like that's even in when you when people set up, like, communist dictatorships and stuff, it's, like, that exact same thing they say doesn't exist. The same, like, the Orwellian or, uh, uh, you know, it's like, yeah, some pigs are, yeah, all, all, all animals are equal, are equal but some, an- but pigs are more equal than all other animals. It's like, yeah, well, they're the more important animals. Right. It's like, yeah, duh, you have to set up a system. It's like, no, the, the governor isn't going to live in, like, a shanty hut down here in, like, the slums of you know, Rio or whatever, he's going to live in a giant, com- like, guarded compound. Why the fuck would I? It, 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 why, <laughs> yeah, I was why, like, why, why would, would I? Yeah. I don't under- so, we've, we've crushed all basic understandings of the Bernie Sanders uh, political movement. Sorry, Bernie. In the last five minutes, just so we all know. We all, we, we had you back for a little while, you we, know. We did. We, we liked you. Um, but anyway. Um, what a great episode, though. What a good episode. Uh, what uh, what are we doing next? So I so I thought we would continue with this city comparison. Uh, so in season in the twentieth season, and this is the finale, the twenty first episode. It is coming to America, uh, and this is a uh, it's about illegal immigration. Okay, uh, and so it's the other the other other Springfield city. So there's Shelbyville, capital city, and you know the other one. Ogdenville. Oh, Ogdenville. Ogdenville yeah, is the yeah, other yeah, one. Yeah. So basically, there is a um, a cultural crisis in Ogdenville, and yeah. so they all migrate to Springfield. Okay. And there's there's more than one immigration episode too. Right. It's not the bear like, tax. Right. And that, yeah. that is a great, which is an excellent one. And we should do that episode too, probably in the next month, we because follow, it is so follow good. it up with that. You know, um, keep but, on the same theme for a little while. But, but this episode, I think, actually cuts on a lot of, you know, addressing the Simpsons city geography about the adjacent towns and how they relate to the Simpsons core. That's kind of the point of this episode. I think it's okay. As far as memory, I'll have to rewatch it before we do. Um, yeah. Okay. I have not seen it. It is. It's I definitely it, it is, not I, seen it. From what I remember, it is a, it is a, the episode is about illegal immigration. Okay. And it, I think it actually does a really good job because it, it talks specifically about the fact that like, they don't want to be here. Yeah, they don't want to be here, man. They want to be in their own city. This just happens to be where the money and work is. You yeah, know? and that is like the 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 basic theme of or or immigration. You know? Yeah, or even like you know like the weird like well, it's not like this person doesn't have any more of a right to exist where you exist just because they're not from the place where you exist. You know, it's well, like, that's, like, like, <laughs> that's like a reasonable concern. I'm even talking from purely economic. Like the yeah. dude doesn't want to be in the place where he's treated as a subservient. Well, like, or in the opposite of like I don't want to live in New York really anymore. But like this is just where you have to live in order to do the things that we do. You know, yeah. It's like, yeah. It's like, uh, I 
I'd love to just live in Vermont, you know, or like or like Northern California and sit around in a cabin all day. Yeah, I'd love to be a quote unquote farmer or whatever people in North California call themselves. Yeah, but you don't make a reasonable living um, doing that in those no. places and also getting to follow your weird stupid dreams yeah where would i i don't they don't have podcasts in california no you can't do them there it's illegal it's illegal it's weirdly illegal weirdly illegal stupid prop nine stupid wait they don't know any better after their dumb governor (laughs) (laughs) okay prop nine the one the gay marriage one that failed out there i don't don't freaking remember i can't remember what it was i feel like california is the one where it's supposed to be all our liberal laws and we don't this has been a long, great episode. This has been real weird and long and, and good. You can uh, tell that I'm like in an insomniac cycle and that you came from drinks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I came from a professional show. Is <laughs> <where I'm> like, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much. You can follow us on at Magic Xylophones. I'm at The Pollowing on all social media. Mark is at Snidelord. On Twitter. On Twitter. I don't have an Instagram, but you can follow us. The, the thing on Instagram. Uh, Magic Xylophones on Instagram. Uh, next week we're doing Coming to America. We're hopefully going to get some special guests coming in soon. We're going to probably end up sticking with Magic Xylophone enthusiasts because we refuse to admit we're wrong. Yeah, and no, we're just too lazy. to. We admit we're wrong, but we're just too lazy to do anything about it, I think. Okay, you know, you're right. That, that is at least honest. Like, uh, hey, we're dumb, but hey, we we're, also, we're dumb, but we're also lazy. We're, so, we're pig-headed. Yeah, like America. So, um, God bless us. Anyway, alright, so we will uh, catch up with you guys next week. uh, Hopefully, or the week after, you know, whenever we get around to it. We don't owe you shit. We don't owe you nothing. Uh, But, you know, tweet us or something and yell at us if you think that's wrong. Comment on SoundCloud to let us know you listened to the end of this podcast. Yeah, you got all the way to the end. Use the magic, uh, use the code word, uh, squozen. You know, to let Squosen. us <laughs> tweet us squozen <laughs> to let us know that you got all the way to the yeah, end. For free twi- tickets to our next screening. <laughs> all right, we'll see you next week.